Oh, oh yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I went ahead and hit the live since. Uh, playing around. I don't know if anyone's on, but there's only it's me and Teresa and Rich right now. So we're the we're the prompt ones and Sherry. My wife's always here. So all right. So yeah, I have uh, the last couple weeks handout. The first one, okay. That's this one. Uh, last week was number two. Yeah, you're pretty caught up. Yeah, so I got some more threes. I got some twos. Wait, did I give you the wrong one? Oh, that, no, this is the first week. It looks the same. This is the very first one we did. And then uh, last week was Mystery of the Christ in the Church, number two. You were here for that. Well, you can take it. Yeah, I'll find out which one And then the introduction I gave you last week. Okay, I've got them out in the car. So, yeah, I think you're caught up. Yeah. Oh, All right, so. Starting the line of essential oil sanitizers. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see if there's anyone on here. We'll get. Oh, yeah, Steve O's there. Uh, okay, Angie says bring on us. You, Angie and Steve are online. They want to see everybody. Hey, there's Steve. Oh, wait, there's Teresa. I didn't get you. All right, and then I think Carol Thompson, that's her purse. Mm -hmm. I'll spin the, uh, around here. This is just like the car. And I found All right, so hopefully our sound's okay. I tested it out before I went on uh, online. All right, so... I got a uh, too many microphones here. All right, that's kind of a microphone cluster. All right, Steve says sounds good, good, good. Um, well, let's see. It's seven after. I'm gonna go ahead and get started. Wow, it's light. I figured it'd be light, but you guys are the important ones, so that's really all that matters. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Uh, can you push the door closed if you, if you can? Or is it really time to start? No, it's like seven or eight after. All right, now is it unlocked? So yeah, it is. Okay. All right, all right. So uh, just, uh, we'll do the announcements first, anyway. Um, from Steve, who got them from Brian. So I guess you guys have heard about we're making Bibles last week and this week mm -hmm. for the Sierra Leone project. Uh, I guess they've made 1,200 of them so, f so far. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a lot of Bibles. Uh, Sierra Leone, that's a rough place, I imagine. I don't know. Where is that? It's in Africa. I think it's on the west or the east coast, like around Somalia, Pirates. Remember that Tom Hanks movie? Mm -hmm. I think it's in that area. Mm -hmm. But that guy was here a few years ago. He spoke at our vision conference. The, the guy with the uniform, he was mm -hmm. a military guy from yeah. Sierra Leone. That was really cool. Yeah, it's been a while. Alright, so then uh, Fitz, Finding the Sun. I actually wrote it out. This is a program for the kids. Doesn't really apply to us in here, but uh, I always seen Fitz in the announcements and in the bulletins. I didn't know what Fitz was, and I finally figured out it's fun in the sun. So <laughs> that's, that's cool. I guess they spell it with an S-O-N. Uh, VBS registration going on right now. It's the first week of August. I don't know if that really applies to any of us. Except they do need workers. I'm sure because uh, Chris and Lauren are heading this up and they need a lot of workers just to help corral the kids. You know, it's like herding cats. <laughs> um, so they do need workers to help with crafts and all that. So I, I'll figure me and Sherry will probably help out since Chris and Lauren are there. And I was going to make snacks for the workers. Sherry's making snacks for the workers. Uh, I was thinking about, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> all right, so the men's conference. And this does apply to us. We are men. 
Is that us there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Isn't it weird how it lags like 30 seconds? Yeah. Facebook Live. All right, so the men conference is coming up. It's usually a Friday, Saturday, middle of August. Yeah, Connie's here. Good deal. Was that too deep or? or what now? Were you saying it was too deep or it was just too wild? Way too wild. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, we had Rosie here. Rosie and she was worked up last week. Yeah, we're just doing announcements. So, all right, men's conference, like I said, uh, August 14th to 15th. It's usually up in Independence at the uh, 40 Highway and, and Lee Summit Road. Number five. Hey, Carol, how's it going? Uh, you guys have probably heard that Kathy Cundiff's retiring. That's, that's a sad thing. She's been here, I think, since day one. But They're moving to Kentucky. Uh, have you heard who the replacement is that's going to replace Kathy's? Patty? It's Luke Fleshman. Luke and me? I think it's okay to announce that. Yeah. I think I, it's been I announced. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, so Luke Fleshman, which would be really cool. You know, he's he's been in the corporate world. He's... He knows things, and he's very skilled in a lot of things. So he's been training with her for the last few weeks. Uh, and we're having a party. This is on Sunday, July 26th. We're having a little going-away party for Kathy. So uh, I don't know any details on if we bring food or if it's potluck or I don't know yet. And then Spark in the Park was last night. Brian says that went well. I wasn't there. I don't know if Kevin was there. Was anyone else? Yeah. Teresa was there. Cool. Oh, that's right, you and your son. So he said they talked to a lot of people, made yeah, some good contacts. My testimony, got, or God's testimony, and all that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, that, so what happened? Did you? Well, I had time for because they were doing giveaways, and he just kind of asked me to get up there in the middle of it. Okay, that's cool. All right, so those are the announcements. Anything else? Uh, I graduated discipleship too. That's very cool, yeah. That deserves a candy bar. I think I did. Give that man a candy bar. Oh, I'm sure you did. So are you going to sign up for HBI? Or? Not yet. I'm going to go through the Celebrate Recovery Program. Okay, that'll be good. And I'm going to try to put the King James twist on it and bring it back to Heartland. Oh, man. Celebrate That's cool. Recovery. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Are they not folks? They're not uh, faith-based? Yeah, it's all faith-based. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, they, they take the 12 steps, and, the and they, they, put, they put the God's Word in the 12 mm-hmm. steps, and then uh, they it's very God-based. Yeah, it's faith-based. Yeah. Well, cool. That's neat, Kevin. That's, that's a good goal. But the, it, right now, currently, it's only written in NIV. As far as I know. Yeah. So that's why I want to put the twist of King James Well, I guess it's easy. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, we are. We've got three guys. Three women. All right, so. I already know that my dispensa- not dispensation, but uh, uh, like Lauren just did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. My dissertation would be on HBI. Oh, that's cool. Biblical recovery. There you go. That'd be good. That's awesome. Yeah, in four years. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, they're doing uh, enrollments for HBI right now. I, I believe it's open. Yeah, I want to skip this I think one. so. Uh, yeah. I've been going hard for four years. Yeah. I know we've been taking care of the site because I help Randy take care of the HBI like site that does all that and the database that backs up everything. So. All right. So with that, uh, I didn't hear of any prayer requests. Steve forwarded me. Steve's out of town. I don't know if I told you guys, but he's online. He's been. Let me see if he's chimed in on anything. Yes. Um, oh, Brian Parrott's here. You weren't there Friday, were you? Uh, no. No, I wasn't uh, here Friday. My, son, my brother recovered from Monday. They kept him until Tuesday afternoon. But when he went in Monday, he, had, he was going around off 17% of his kidney. Oh, wow. He kidney and he's talking, so. Yeah. They pumped uh, three 750 milliliter bags of saline in him. Wow. How much his body takes? takes one for a person. <laughs> they put three in him. Man, I think but, he'd be um, going to the bathroom for so, weeks. Uh, <laughs> he, he recovered fine. Well, good. And that's Travis, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, our boss let him off. He come back Thursday. So he had Tuesday and Wednesday off. Yeah. That's so cool. That way he could recover. But, um, 
Oh, that's good. He's still, he's doing good. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hot. Or you don't think you're thirsty and you need to drink. Right. Yeah. There's even more than that, too. you got to have that nutritional value, yeah. the fruit, yeah. the, yeah. the vegetables. Well, yeah. they say Gatorade's junk. It's all sugar. And two different doctors told them the best thing on the market for hydration and out in the heat is body armor. Body armor? Yeah. Is that a it's drink? Like Gatorade. It's just like a it's better I've never heard of that. i never heard of it. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's got vitamins and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Coconut water, yeah. yeah. Vitamins, it's it's good for you. So. Body armor, never heard of it. Yeah. It's kind of expensive though. Yeah, it's kind of expensive. Can't you make your own with baking soda and uh, salt and water? Kind yeah. of cook it. And, yeah, you can make your own. No, that's Pedialyte. Connie, that's Pedialyte. You know, cook. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not on top of stove, so it gets. Uh, yeah. Incorporated better like a simple syrup, except you're doing a little bit of baking soda. Oh, really? I haven't heard that. Lemon, put a lemon in it. You got your own. I have no clue. Oh, I bet we could Google it. Yeah, we need to Google it. Don't cook. I got it. Is that Dolly Parton? Yes, it is. I thought it sounded okay. like her. Yeah, I like it. I thought it sounded like her. I was surprised to hear that. Well, him and I usually connect on the same songs. I was giving him a new one to listen to. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I think, yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. Yes, they do. Yes, ma'am. So you can pray for Amita. Oh, Amita. Leo and Amita. Man, I'm glad you said that, Sherry. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard uh, Amita and Leo. Amita's brother is still in, lives in Honduras and her brother is is married or was married to a lady named Amita also mm-hmm. like Rosa Amita and she passed away from the covid last oh, Sunday yeah. and we actually prayed for her in here because she was she had had it for a few days and she was actually getting better yeah. on Sunday but she took a turn for the worst uh Sunday night mm-hmm. passed away that's very sad so, yeah, it's kind of hitting close to home. It's about the closest that I know of personally yeah. with the COVID. So, yeah, we'll pray for them. And um, Yeah, okay. All right, so let's go to the Lord prayer and get started. Lord, I, uh, as always, Lord, we are a needy people, and I thank you so much for just a chance to meet this morning to break open your word, Lord, and study it. And uh, so many things we have to pray about in our lives, in our class. And I want to thank you for Travis's, uh, Rich's brothers, uh, overheating, getting better. Uh, thank you for just the doctors taking care of him and that his body's, uh, you've restored his body and he's healthy and working again, Lord. And I always want to lift up his sister, Natalie, that's that's working on the kind of the front lines of the COVID. You, you keep her safe and pray for our, our Leo and Amita, Lord, that this has really hit their family close and uh, just pray for their grieving and pray that you'd touch and comfort them in their time of need and, and uh, just let us know how we can help them. Uh, and thank you uh, for them, Lord, because they're such a blessing to me personally. And I think a lot of them. And, uh, and Lord, again, just thank you for the teaching that goes on all across the country and all your churches, Lord, this morning. And just pray that your name would be lifted up and just help us have a good time of fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what's that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we come to the conversation where this house isn't run by meth and the product of meth and the fallout of meth and needs to start coming to church because what he's yeah. doctoring himself with meth for isn't getting fixed. Yeah. So he's, i got to leave early and go yeah. home and get him for church. Okay. Um, but cool. I don't want it to be a, a thing where... Uh, I have to go to church or I can't live at home. Right, I sure. I where it changes his life. I yeah. to get in his heart. So well, that's what we're going to talk about that today. A, yes. As Christians together. Okay, let's pray right now. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, he did come Friday. I wish he would do like well, he did, well, he does come Yeah, he kind of comes and goes. That was the thing. That he has to come Friday. Right. church. I mean, Sunday school, you know, let him know who... How much Jesus loves him and yeah. who God is. That's right. That, when that part gets in, the other part right. grows. Yeah. Yeah. But I need him 
to please uh, not look at this yeah. and come here with the thought that, you know, man, I can't live at home if I'm not here. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got to check a box, yeah. Be open-hearted. Right. Well, we're going to talk about that this morning with, with this mystery. So yes, let's do it again. Let's lift Alex up. All right. Also, my Aunt Lori, she had... Oh, the stroke. Okay. Okay, good deal. Oh, I had a great. My dad's doing better. Well, that is good. Yeah. All right, thank you. All right, so Lord, we do have a part two, and just want to lift up uh, Alex, Lord, our friend, and, and uh, you know, we all know Alex, and uh, think a lot of him, and, and his struggles. Lord, I don't understand him, but uh, you do. Just pray that you would work in his heart, and, and uh, just just dig down deep in his soul, Lord, to help him see that you're the only thing that can really help him recover and, and transform his mind, and just pray that uh, pray for his will, Lord, to be broken, that you could you could come in and lighten his heart and, and get him transformed. So, and Lord, and our, our Aunt Lori that had the stroke the other day, want to pray for healing on her body and her family and let us know what we can do to help out in that. And, and praise you, Lord, for Teresa's dad, that he's doing better. And just uh, just for all the people you heal, Lord, and all the people in our lives that we love, we just lift them up to you, that, that we know that you're our only hope. In, G- in your name, Lord. Amen. All right. I got thinking of some other verses, but... All right, so yes, that's cool. That's good news about your dad. All right, so we're going to pick up real quick. We've been talking about the mysteries. Um, all right, so let me get. Does anyone need? I've got the first one. Let's see if I got two of those. Fill it out. All right, does anyone need number two? All right. Hey, let me, uh, Those are here, uh, yeah, can you give that to Connie? All right, you need, uh, today we're doing number three. So you may be, that, that's Connie's. That's this week's on the table. Did you get one on the table? Here, Kevin, can you grab one for Carol? All right, so got that out of the way. And I do, you know, I've been for, uh, okay, let me, all right, so everybody's caught up on handouts. We're doing number three today. Also, and I forgot to mention this last couple weeks, but during the, the COVID, when we were all just virtual, Steve did several really good lessons. Uh, one of them was over Israel and and likening Israel to our spiritual growth and the, the spiritual growth of Israel and so anyway, I have all the COVID handouts, uh, so if anyone wants to see me after class or something, and COVID you can have the, the COVID handouts, the sealed, yeah, it's the ones that we did Facebook only. Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. Yes. COVID. Oh, okay, that is cool. Those and, candy bar? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Does anyone else want one to snack on? I got a whole stack. All right, so we, we started we started our new series on the mysteries a few weeks ago. Um, talked, we've covered a lot of ground. Today we're doing number three, and we've already covered a lot of ground. Uh, the cool thing with the mysteries is uh, it, it, understanding the mysteries helps us build that net that I've talked about many times, a safety net of doctrine that, that w- we won't get tripped up on all the false teaching that's out there. By understanding the mysteries, it really helps us put our Bibles together to understand all these doctrines that we've heard and, and know little pieces of. So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. So... Um, our, our key verse is there on our handout. Today we're doing mystery number three, the mystery of Christ in you. Now our, our verse for this series is in 1 Corinthians 4, 1 and 2, where Paul's explaining that he's a minister of Christ, and as ministers we have been assigned as stewards of these mysteries. No. You're a steward. I'm a steward. Priest is a steward. We're all stewards yes. of these mysteries. Stewardess. All right, so first candy bar question. This is reviewing from previous uh, lessons. What is a steward in the Bible? Rich? 
Someone that utilizes all resources of God? That's close. A steward, technically in the Bible, Sherry, do you have something? I don't know. A person responsible for others to keep order. Yes, in the, in the most simplest forms, I'll give you one later. <laughs> in the most simplest form, a steward is someone who takes care of other people's stuff. Uh-huh. Faithful at least, faithful at most. Yes, you're taking care of someone else's stuff and they expect to get that stuff back in good shape. So I likened it to if you're a babysitter, you're watching someone's kids, you're a steward of their kids. You're expected to treat them well, honor them, love them, and then give them back. We are stewards. And and in the very first lesson, I I kind of outlined seven things that, that we're stewards of that God has given us to take care of, you know, our bodies, the, the earth, I mean, there was seven of them, our, our talents. One of them is the mysteries that he gives us. There are seven mysteries in the New Testament that are, like, explicitly laid out. This is one of the mysteries you need to know about, and he expects all of us believers to understand these mysteries and to, to be able to share them, be able to teach them, and be able to live them in our lives. Because they will help transform us by knowing these things. So, that's the steward. You take care of other people's stuff. Genesis 39, 4, that's Joseph. That's the story about Joseph, because he was a good example of a steward. And that one said overseer of his house. He was the overseer, yes. Joseph, and it's cool because Joseph is one of the greatest types of Christ in the Old Testament. Joseph himself was a slave to Potiphar. We've heard about Potiphar. So he was a slave, but he was promoted to overseer of everything, just like we are. You know, we're all slaves and bondservants to Christ, but we are to oversee these certain things and to be good stewards of them. So Joseph is, is a good, rich one. All right, so that's a steward. So we're stewards of these mysteries. We need to know them. God expects us to know them. All right, so what's a biblical definition of a mystery? Is it something spooky that no one can know? Teresa. It's hidden to us in the scripture in the Old Testament and revealed to us in the scriptures of the New Testament. Man, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Here, you did either too. Yes, Romans sixteen twenty five lays that out that in the Old Testament, um, all that stuff is kind of revealed or hidden from us, and I liken that to the whole Christmas present deal. That when you buy your kids a present, they want hints. You give them hints. They don't understand what it is until Christmas Day. Then all things become clear. The hints made sense. That's the Old Testament. The whole thing points to the Lord and all these cool things that we're learning about. They just didn't quite get it. It was hidden from them. All right, so next candy bar bonus question. It's going to get tougher. The very first mystery we talked about, the mystery of godliness. Sherry. That's true. God in the flesh. God is, as 1 Timothy 3.16, the, the mystery of godliness. Godliness is like being godly is being good, moral, morally upright, being a, you know, being a good person, being a good godly person. The secret to doing that are because of the six things that Christ did for us that are outlined in that verse. You know, he was manifest in the flesh, seen of angels, believed on the glory, raised up in heaven, all the six things. So, he gives us the power to be godly. So, in a nutshell is what that one was. Yes, that's a good one. What? Okay, last week, oh, that was my, that was a Monty Python. Uh, is anyone a Monty Python fan? I love Monty Python, man. Anyway, sometimes I go into Monty Python mode. I don't know. All right, what is the mystery of Christ and the church that we talked about last week? Last week we covered this one. The mystery that the stuff the Old Testament didn't understand about the church and Christ and relationship. Church isn't the building, it's the people. Church is people, yes. We talked about this new thing that God created. The temple inside of us. Uh, it's close. That's today, more, more of that today, but... 
And throughout the Old Testament, remember in the Old Testament, you, there was Jew and Gentile. You were one or the other. If you were, if you wanted a relationship, a relationship with the Lord, with God, was possible through the Jew in the Old Testament. If you wanted a relationship with God, you were either a Jew and you went that route, or you were a Gentile and you became a Jew. Like Ruth is an example. She was a Gentile that wanted a relationship with the Lord, so she became a Jew. Your people are now my people, your God is my God, and, and now she's... So that was the Old Testament. This new creature that was created when Christ died for the church... Uh, it's, it's the church, it's the, the Jew and Gentile no more, it's this new third thing, like a third race almost, it's called the church you're not a Jew you're not a Gentile, you're not a man, you're not a woman no respect of persons you're a member of the church which is yes you're one flesh which that gets kind of deep into some of Paul's doctrine with, with the law and, and actually we'll touch on that today but the mystery was that the Gentiles were going to be fellow heirs with the Jews. They didn't need to be a Jew to get God's riches anymore. That was the mystery. And then the second part of the mystery is that the church is Jesus' bride. Israel is God the Father's bride. There's two brides in the Bible. So The church is the bride of Christ. He intends on marrying us, which uh, we're going to touch on that today. It's a really cool doctor. You know, that's what's cool with these mysteries. When you learn all the mysteries, okay, let me think. You know, I've used my puzzle analogy, you know, a couple times in here. Uh, when, whenever we went through the Bible, we went every book of the Bible, it's like I gave everybody the side pieces. Because when you put a puzzle together, the first thing you do is the sides. You outline the frame. So we did an outline of the Bible. We've got all of our sides, all of our corners and everything. Well, now we're working on the inside. And you know how it is when you're putting a puzzle together, you may have like little sections that aren't connected yet. And you finally find that piece that connects all these little sections. That's kind of what these mysteries are going to do as we go through these. The mystery of godliness really talked about God being in the flesh and, and that kind of dissolves some of those heresies. And then the, about the church, we talked about Israel and there's three people groups in the Bible and, and those kinds, kinds of things. Today, with Christ in you, it addresses eternal security. It addresses a lot of the charismatic movement, the tongues and the healings and all the sign gifts. So all those little... And circumcision... We don't hear a lot about circumcision, but we're going to talk about it today. So all these little pieces of information about the Bible we may know, you know, eternal security, circumcision, tongues, get all put together with this mystery of Christ in you, because it really, it's like that missing puzzle piece. So, there's that. Alright, so next page. Those are our seven mysteries. Uh, we're on number three. Colossians 127 is where it uh, kind of comes out. Uh, next week will be about the Israel. We'll save that. So, mystery number three, Christ in you. It's introduced, I've got the little table there. It's introduced in Colossians 127. I should have used a different word than introduced. It's not really introduced there. It's actually introduced other, lots of other places, even in Genesis. Uh, but that's this is in the New Testament where it's really uh, laid out pretty good. So let's go to first uh, first Colossians. Let's go to first Colossians. Uh, let's go to Colossians one twenty seven. I'm going to read a few of these. Does anyone actually? Does anyone want to read for us Colossians one verses twenty four through twenty nine? That's where Paul's talking about this new mystery. Go for it, Connie. For his body's sake, which is the church, whereof, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you, to fulfill the word of God. 
even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Yes, thanks. That's perfect. That is the mystery. She, 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 she uh, explained it just like Paul. Verse 26, the mystery which had been hid from the ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints. And then he goes on to say that it's Christ in you, hope of glory. And we're to, we're to preach this mystery, warning everyone, letting, letting them know about it, teaching everyone that they can be perfect in Christ. That's exactly what this mystery does. So, and we'll get into all the, the deets of the mystery. Uh, the hope of glory, the Christ in you, the hope of glory, that's a neat little term. It shows up several times. You know, we, our hope is in our inheritance. We, we all want to go to heaven. We all dream of the things that are going to be awesome in heaven. We're going to see our loved ones. We get our inheritance, all the things we did on the earth. Uh, we get our paycheck for that's kind of the hope and glory. That's where we put our hope, not in this things here. So, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, the definition, simply, is that God's Holy Spirit will permanently live inside of the believer who trusts in Christ for salvation. And it is sealed. And that's key. It's sealed. A lot of verses on that. In us as a new creation, or new creature. All right, so that's uh, several things I want to kind of touch on here. <clears throat> the way the, the previous mystery with the church, uh, God took two things, the Jew and the Gentile, and made a new third thing. And that's kind of what happens with us. Actually, I'm going to save, I'm going to table that. It'll make more sense in a little bit. When we're created as a new cre- creature, what that means the main thing I wanted to get across on this, or that we need to understand, in the Old Testament, people did not receive the Holy Spirit and, and were sealed like we are. I don't know if, if you've heard that, but in the Old Testament, they weren't saved just like us. They were saved by faith and grace of God, of course. There was an element of works they had to do to kind of keep things going. The Holy Spirit in the Old Testament came and went on people it went as needed. And that's kind of what I put here on the little table below. And I, I listed a bunch of places in the Old Testament where that is an example. These Old Testament prophets, the God's Spirit would come on them and they would do what they needed to do or he would teach them what he needed them to know and then it could leave. It wasn't sealed. Okay? Like we are. We have a a benefit of that. So that's kind of one of the mysteries is that God wants to seal himself and join himself with us to make this new creature. And we'll, we'll get into some of that in a second. Um, so then I got the question at the bottom. Why in the world does a holy God want his Holy Spirit living inside of us? Man! That's good. That, that's right. I, I don't think anybody would get that. Here we go. Um, I don't know if I want to do that. Okay, okay. I'll try to. All right. Oh, good. Yeah, because um, that's good. And that's actually, uh, and, and this is part of the mystery uh, tying loose ends up. So we all remember uh, Adam and Eve and Adam fell. Um. We're going to talk more about Adam and Eve in a little bit. But. All right, so one of the things God wanted pretty early in the book of Genesis in dealing with man is he wanted to have a relationship with, with us. Uh, he wanted a relationship with us, but we were dirty, rotten sinners in the Old Testament. And uh, well, we still are. He came up with the concept of the tabernacle. And that's where all this stuff starts kind of coming together. So 
Remember the tabernacle? It faced east to west. We've, we studied the tabernacle many times, but it had like a curtain thingy here, and it had. And this is the holy, holy of holies. Um, all right. So anyway, and, and this was God's method to commune with us. So they had to have the tabernacle. God lived inside the holy of holies. Uh, we only entered it once a year. The priest did to offer up sacrifice, and there's all that tabernacle stuff. Yeah, to pull him back out. So he wanted fellowship with man, but man was still unclean, and he couldn't live with man. So when Jesus came, it kind of it, it fixed some of that, and we'll talk about that in Colossians uh, when we get there. But that's that's why he wants his Holy Spirit in us. He couldn't live inside of the people at that time because the sacrifice hadn't been made yet. So uh, anyway, we'll we'll get into some of that. All right, next page. All right, what I'm going to try to do here, I didn't want to get too deep because this gets kind of deep kind of quick. We'll be swimming with the whales here if we don't watch it. Uh, yeah, Rich, you had a question? No. Okay. One of the things that it really helped me out as a young believer is understanding who I am. I mean, we don't understand who we are. You know, just like with AJ, I mean, a lot of us, we don't understand what makes us tick, how God designed man and women, of course. You know, God God does everything by threes. I mean, we know that. We've studied threes many times in here. You know, it's God the Father, and God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. He does everything by threes. You know, animal, vegetable, mineral. I mean, you can bust everything down to three. Man is the same way. We are made up of body, soul, and spirit. And these are three unique, different things about us that the Bible talks about. And they all have the unique purposes, and God deals with us through these th- these three things. Um, and there's been uh, changes in, in some of that. Now, the, the anchor verse in this, one of the of them, let's, let's flip over to 1 Thessalonians. I'll just kind of show you this real quick here. 1 Thessalonians 5. All right, get a drinky. I don't want to get too deep. And... Actually, I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna draw this up here. I think if we understand how we work, this this has really helped me. I, I can honestly say it helps me understand how I work because it understands. Uh, it helps me understand, you know, like guilt, conviction. Me and Sherry have been talking about that somewhat lately, though. Um, how I can bring change into my life. You know, I used to have a problem drinking, and I was able to overcome that by applying these principles that I'm getting ready to talk about. All right, so, uh, yeah, I'm a terrible artist. There's, all right, there's body, uh, soul. <laughs> all right, I'm in a hurry. I should have had Chris come up. and. Yeah, I could have done three circles. All right, body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and then spirit. All right. When Adam was created, you know, I was gonna—I didn't want to like overwhelm you guys with all these verses. I mean, we could look all this up. Uh, we don't have time. Only got like twenty or thirty minutes left. So I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah. You practice this at home? No. <laughs> No, well, I, I, I do have I do have this because we're gonna do live action here in a little bit. I've got one for every. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll do that in a second here, because uh, that'll be the, the the big finish, I guess. All right, I didn't practice this at all. When Adam was created, all of us we are three people. We are three things. When you guys see me, I am three things. You are three things. We're all three things: body, soul, and spirit. When Adam was created, he was these three things, and they were all alive and well with Adam originally and Eve. 
Um, and it's very interesting because his body was not a sinful body like ours. His is different. I mean, he didn't have any blood. He was probably shiny and glittery. And there's all kinds of cool stuff in the Bible about his original body. But we don't have time for that. When he sinned, when him and, uh, when him and Eve sinned, their spirit died. God said, on the day you eat the apple, or the grape, actually, when the day you eat that, it was you're dying. You, you'll die. Yeah, his spirit died. There's no life. His light went out. And, and, and a quick description. Our, we know what our body is. It's our flesh and bones and all that. Our soul is who we are. It's your, your mind, your will, your emotions. It's the things you like. You like Monty Python. It's who you are. And this guy's kind of keen. He's the decision maker of stuff. And we'll get into that. The spirit of man, and that's a spirit with a lowercase s. That's another thing we'll kind of talk about. The spirit of a person, that's where God talks to us through our spirit. That's, that's the part of a person that is God conscience. Um, we don't know as much about the spirit because it's, it's been dead, but it's God consciousness a lot of people think that we all have the same spirit. I mean, we're all, obviously our souls are different. Um, I don't know if I can quite go there yet, but our spirit is the part of us that communes with God and that wants to commune with God. So I'll leave that. When Adam, died, when Adam sinned and Adam and Eve, they, they became this. Spirit died. The body now has a curse on it. That's why I kind of drew him a little different on the now I'm at the bottom of that page there was a wall put in a, a kind of a veil if you will that separated these guys and more importantly and this is what's cool with the Old Testament when, and unregenerate people um, the body and soul kind of fused together into one thing in the Old Testament the body and the soul are used interchangeably. I don't, don't have time to get into all of it, but when your body died, your soul also went down to Abraham's bosom stuff. But They were the same. Your sins of your body affect the soul and vice versa. They were kind of the same. And this is how we are before we get saved. This is Old Testament folks, and this is people right now walking around that don't know Christ. They're laden down with shame and everything Satan wants to put in their mind and their spirit instead of what God wants to do. Correct. They can't talk to God. This has been severed. Um, their soul, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but yeah, their soul is not able to reach God. It has no spirit. It's got a dead spirit. This guy needs regenerated, of course. All right, so that's kind of that in a high level. Uh, sins one affect the other. All right, this this will kind of make sense here in a second. Now, next page. This is this is and what this is getting at is what Christ in you means. All right, whenever we we hear an awesome message, you know, we come to church, like hopefully AJ will and, and some others. All right, let me, let me back up here. This guy, since he's the decision maker, he controls the will that will allow access into there. And, and we're going to talk more about that with the, the mirrors. But whenever a person gets saved, this is what happened to you when you get saved. Um, there's actually seven things. Whenever I teach someone discipleship one, there are seven things that happen to you when you get saved. And this is some of it. Alright. First, this breaks down, of course. This wall breaks down between, and God quickens this spirit with his own. And that ain't gonna work. It's like the light comes back on and now God is living in here. Alright. 
because the will has allowed that in. He energizes it. Yeah, you still have it. Uh, now it's 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 both. It's God's spirit and your spirit. All right. Now your soul. This is what the cool thing. This is in the Old Testament, starting with Abraham. If you wanted to enter a covenant with God and be God's people, you received the sign of circumcision. The, the males did. That's where the flesh is cut away, exposing the seed for, to show that you know, you're serious and you've entered a covenant with God. But all through the Old Testament, it would also talk about there's a circumcision coming of the heart. Everything they did in the Old Testament, remember, was physical. They fought physical battles with physical giants, with physical swords. We do everything they did, but spiritually. They physically circumcise themselves to show their covenant with God. We spiritually, God circumcises us to show that covenant. And it's the circumcision made without hands, and it's mentioned many times in the New Testament and in Colossians. So what happens is, remember, when Adam sinned, the body and the soul became kind of one. The sins of one affect the other. Well, in Colossians, the circumcision made without hands cuts that away. It, that's why I do the little scissors. Whoosh, separates us from our bodies and our soul. Does this make sense? Because now you're living a forgiven life and it changes you from the inside out. Correct. You change from the God has circumcised you. And he has made this new creature of, you know, Christ in you. Now you your soul and your spirit are joined. Your body is just it's just our house while we're here until we receive the glory, then we go up to heaven. That's why. Some of this stuff kind of makes is cool because remember when Jesus died, okay, remember the, the, the tabernacle had that big curtain separating the Holy of Holies. And when Jesus died, somehow it magically ripped in half. From the top down. Top down, just like this was removed. Now we have access to God, the Holy of Holies. And that's why it, the Bible specifically will stick a sentence like that in there to help us understand that this separation is gone. This veil has been removed. And now our soul can commune with God's spirit. That's how he talks to us. Uh, we are no longer in bondage to what our body does. It's a dead man, Galatians 2.20. The problem we have is this will right there. This, this is where our soul, how much we let God into our life. So, um, let's see if I can. I got tons of stuff on here about stupid verses and stuff. Oh, there is another cool thing I would mention. I think this is cool. Uh, back in Romans, because Paul's always talking about this. And, and I think once, hey, if you guys heard this before, I don't know if you've maybe not heard all of it, but you've probably heard some of it. But when you understand this concept, when you're reading uh, in the New Testament, the lights will come on, hopefully. That, okay, that's what he's talking about. When Paul's talking about uh, battling with his body, doing the things he doesn't want to do, but, he, but he, he wants to do, but he does these anyway, he's having a battle with his will. And this, then the sinful nature of this house we live in. Um, where was I going with that? Okay, I'm going to leave. Oh, yeah, I know. In Romans 7, he launches into a, a little discussion about divorce, physical divorce. But he's also talking about some spiritual things with it. And, what he's, and he's talking about the law and things like that. But what he's talking about is in the Old Testament, when we were married to the law, we, we were married to the law. But now the law is dead because of what Christ did. Our bodies are dead. So now because the law is dead, and this is Levitical law, when your husband dies, you can marry another. So when our body died and, and God cut us loose with that circumcision, our soul is free to marry him. 
that cool? I mean, he just, he's always reinforcing this concept. So when you got saved, spiritual circumcision, cut the body, you marry God's spirit, it comes in, quickens you, you become a new creature in Christ. And when you understand that, when someone starts telling you how you can lose your salvation, how would you do that? You'd have to get recircumcised or uncircumcised. It was, it doesn't work. So you can't go back. You can't go back. Jesus and follow the law because you're not married to the law anymore. You're married to Jesus and everything He did for you. Yes. So the divorcement He's talking about is once you're saved by Jesus Christ, don't go back and marry the law. Amen, sister. Yes. So whenever people start telling me I can lose my salvation, they don't know their Bible, a lot of their Bible, because Levitical law, I mean, it's just all there. So yes, you cannot lose your salvation. Now we can goof up all the time, and and, and the next part we're going to talk about is how we transform our minds, because once we are in this condition, now we've got work to do. And that's the last page of the, the handout here. Yes, that's the verse. Um, I was going to have some people come up, but there's only a few of us, so I'll, I'll skip that, I guess. Then must. All right, Kevin, come up here. Stop volunteering me. All right, you got to. Let me. You got a good body. You can be body. Does anyone want to be the soul? I, I can be the soul. You want to be the spirit? Uh, Come on, Ray. you be the spirit. All right, Teresa, can you turn the camera just a little bit so, so Steve can see? Yeah, exactly. So this is us. We are, we are body, soul, and spirit. All right. I'm a saved person. Okay, and I've got... I've got this will to, to to deal with. So, if I if I I want to I want to change my body here. Kevin only does what I tell him to do because I'm the soul. Yes, I'm the soul. Kevin does what I tell him to do. When I'm over here with Rich hanging out with God's Spirit, I'm going to tell Kevin to to do good things. But whenever I quit coming to church. You can go back. I'm going to get back over here. I'm going to start listening. And on the handout, I drew the different gates of, of, of information. Kevin has eyes. We have five gates. Kevin has eyes, mouth, taste, feel, and all that. The soul does not. Our soul works through the body. My imaginations are going to start coming in. I'm going to start having Kevin look at things and do things that he shouldn't be doing. And I'm just going to keep getting closer to Kevin and further from Rich from my spirit, from God's spirit. And that's going to mess me up. Yes. So that's why it's so important for our soul. This is a decision maker. This is all me. I need to constantly look at what I need to look at. You know, be careful little eyes what you see. And, and yes, and, and the, mirror, the reason the mirror, I had these from Life Issues, uh, just extra. But this is another cool concept. It's in James. When Kevin looks at himself in the mirror, when we all look at ourselves in the mirror, Ooh. yeah, who's daddy? Who's your daddy? We see that body. We don't see our soul. Okay, we don't see the soul, but something does, and it's over in James. All right, so you guys can sit down. Sorry. Thanks a lot, guys. So over in James chapter one. Oh, yeah, you turn that a little bit. In James chapter 1, this is that little section about being doers of the word. This is how we can apply that. Our body can look in a mirror and adjust itself. This is our soul in verse 22, James 1, 22. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only as our own selves, for, for your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. That's Kevin. He's looking in a mirror. <laughs> he beholds himself and straightway he goes his way and forgets what manner man he was. But, verse 25, the soul, whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, 
Now your soul is going to look at the law of liberty, the Bible. How should you look? And he can decide whether or not he wants to partner up with the spirit, move toward rich, or just stay in his own condition and, and stay with Kevin. Kevin's just a wicked, wicked man. <laughs> no, he's not. Very godly man. Uh, but, you know, that's how it works. See, that's why it's important to read our Bibles. Reading our Bibles is... Did he? When we read our Bibles, it's like holding that mirror up to our soul. He fed his spirit. Feeding the spirit. Yes, good job, Kevin. And that, that's why when the term we always use in, in Christianity is walking in the flesh. That's what walking in the flesh is, is when you are over here with Kevin, your soul is doing things your body wants to do, and you're telling your body to do things it shouldn't do. When you're walking in the spirit, you're over here with Rich. And the way you change that is, like I say, it's that mirror. The reading the word, getting the word of God in you, dwelling in you richly, is a mirror to your soul. That's how you transform yourself. And that's what will, like, break down our will. You know, whenever I was 18, when I got saved, you know, I was all that, and bag of chips, uh, you know, I was going to be a rock star and all this other goofy stuff. I finally realized, you know, who Jesus was, and he died for me, and my will, I'm a very prideful person, my will was finally crushed, and I let God come in, energize me, and, and quicken me, and, and all that, so. Yes. Looking in the mirror. Looking in the mirror. Yes. So, that's kind of what all, that's what Christ in you means. Now, and like Connie said, God wants to have fellowship with us. Yeah, let's look at Colossians 2. We've got a few minutes. This is the actual answer to that question. Why does God, how, how can a holy God live in an unholy body? You know, I, I'm ashamed to say, but since I've been saved, I have taken the Holy Spirit of God many places it should not have been. Colossians 2. Chapter 2. Chapter 2. I've taken the Holy Spirit of God many times he should not have been. He's seen things that he should not have to see through me. Uh, and that's not good. So then you think, well, how can a Holy Spirit of God live inside of us dirty, rotten sinners that do things we shouldn't do? So Colossians 2, he kind of lays it out. Um, uh, okay, let's start in verse 11. In whom, he's just talking about believers here, in whom ye are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So that's cutting your body away right here. Us believers, we've had that operation. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. God did this to us, who hath raised him from the dead. Now I'll just mention, that's not the baptism that we think of. There's seven baptisms. Maybe someday we'll get through those, but this is a different one. But uh, don't have time to get into that. But All right, so verse 13. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. All right. Yeah, Rich. Uh, you all, the trespasses, that's talking about sins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, trespasses. Sins and trespasses. There's a slight difference there, but it's not important for here. But All right. What it's saying here is whenever he came in and quickened us and cut away the sinful flesh, he nailed our sins to the cross, thereby cleansing us. We were, we're not unholy. We're, we're holy in his sight. He sees us as holy, perfect souls. When God sees us, he sees us through God's, uh, Jesus' yes. blood-stained eyes. Yes. All of that is because of what happens when we got saved. And now his spirit's in us. That's how he can dwell with us. And in the Old Testament, he couldn't because they still had this body problem. But now the body's been circumcised and cut away, and it's dead. So now he can deal with this new creature, Christ in us. It's our hope of glory. It's our hope because... 
we're going to be with him, hopefully soon, when the rapture comes. Um, so that's what Christ in you is. That's how you got saved, and how you stay saved, and how you walk saved, and how you transform your mind. That'll make sense? Uh, so the last page, I just thought, yeah, I just jotted down a few verses. Now that we've covered that, some of these verses may make a little more sense, hopefully. So like Kevin mentioned, Romans 12, 1 and 2. This is how us believers transform our minds. Beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know, this dead thing here. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, the big one. Be not conformed to this world. Don't stand by Kevin, the body. The body man. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, this, the soul. We've got to renew this guy. And when we renew this, uh, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So that's, and that's what the, the thing I had to do here. You know, I used to have a problem drinking. And I'm sure a lot of us had things in our lives that we wanted to quit doing that we just, the, the term is like white knuckle. You just like bear down and try to change on your own. I just tried to stop drinking on my own. I just don't want to drink anymore. I'm going to quit. And it doesn't last very long. You know, I, I try to white knuckle something and it doesn't work. What it's saying here is we've got to transform this mind where we walk closer to the spirit. That's how we get the body to stop doing the things that it shouldn't be doing. So what I started doing is I started, I went through the Bible and I found specific verses about, in my case it was drinking, and I put those verses on a note card in my billfold. So whenever I was tempted, I could, I could pull out my little note card, and I did many times. I was like, Lord, you got to help me with this. So I'd pull out my little note card and I'd put that mirror to my soul and I would see that verse. And I would, I would, try to buddy up to God's spirit help me with this and that's how I was able to kill this guy and to separate from my body on, on that issue so that's how it's done so that's kind of what AJ needs to do he's got to transform that mind just like you said he's come to church good point because the carnal man doesn't understand some of this yeah but we could try to simplify it, I guess. But, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's tough. All right, so the next little passage here in Romans 8. Uh, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. We're debtors, not to this body, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after this, ye will die, or ye shall die. But if ye live through the Spirit, and notice how Spirit is capitalized, and always notice punctuation in our Bibles. If, uh, through the Spirit you mortify the deeds of the body. That's everything I just said. Capital S, Spirit, kill this body, the deeds. And then verse 14, For as many are led by the Spirit of God here, they are the sons of God. For ye have received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, that God's adopted us. We just haven't went home with him yet. And I like verse 16. The Spirit, capital S, bears witness with our lowercase, our human spirit, that we are the children of God. That's how God talks to us. We know if you're saved, we should all be confident in the fact that we, we should all know we're saved. God wants you to know that this has happened to you. So, that's a whole other thing if you don't. But anyway, uh, He wants you to know. Uh, James, that's, we read that already. So yeah, the answer right there at the bottom of that last page, why does he want to live inside us? Like Connie said at the beginning, he loves us so desperately, he wants to live in us. He, he nailed our sins to his cross so he can cleanse us and so he can come in, quicken our spirit, and dwell inside us. So he wants to transform all that. Um... I might mention, I don't think I covered the very final stage. This is another thing that's interesting. I should have, I should have covered it. 
I think I did on a drawing. Um, right now, we're in this, this stage here, all right, where our bodies are dead. The, the final step in our transformation is our bodies are not saved. That's kind of a, whenever I first heard that, I was like, what? Your soul is saved, and it's sealed. Many verses on that. We all understand that. Your sinful body, this old carcass, is not saved. It's going to die and turn into worm food. Yay. Yeah. Um, but God bought it, and he wants it, and, and he has a glorified body for each one of us. And the day that the Lord comes back for his church, I'll, I'll probably cover this when we talk about the rapture in a few weeks, you get your new body. We all have a new body coming. That's called the day of redemption. That's another reason we have the Holy Spirit sealed us. This, this Holy Spirit sealed, this configuration is called earnest earnest money. If you ever bought a house, you put down earnest money under the promise that you're going to redeem, you're going to buy the whole house. God give us his spirit as an interest, as a down payment, because he's going to buy the whole package and he's going to give us a new body. So the final state of us is going to be a glorified body with a soul and, and his spirit. To go with the spirit that we got. To go with it all. It'll be right. And that, that's the whole verses in Thessalonians about, or in Corinthians about the twinkling of an eye. We're all going to be changed. We're all going to be changed here. We get our new bodies. Uh, so that's why all these mysteries tie together and, and help reinforce these docu- uh, these uh, doctrines, uh, which will probably all be thirty-three year old males with no blood and, and shiny. But you know, I don't go quite there yet. But. It'll be interesting. So, 33-year-old males? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know if you heard that, but yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the mystery of Christ in us. It's a big mystery that the Old Testament folks had no idea when they were circumcising their babies and when they were going into the tabernacle. They had no idea what all that stuff meant for the future for us believers in this dispensation. So that, that's why they call it a mystery that Paul is explaining to us. So, any questions? That's, a, that's kind of deep. We, we went a little deep today, but that's okay. We can handle it. We're, we're, big, we're adults. All right, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get out a little bit early here. Um, let me pray us out again. All right, Lord, I do thank you for today. I just thank you for the chance to, to break open your word and just talk about these just wondrous things and truths that you've given us and I want to continue to lift up all the hurting people in our class and I want to pray again for AJ and just pray Lord that you would uh, just reach down and touch that man and that bring him to you uh, just thank you for all the, the answers to prayers over the last week and pray for Brian uh, this morning teaching that's, uh, as he's finishing up the book of Acts just really speak to each one of us Lord and just thank you for, for all you do for us in Jesus name Amen Amen, Amen. Alright cool Uh...